What's up, everyone? What is up, everyone? Another episode of the A-League Show, Dash Radio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. What you what you been up to, David? Not much. It's great to be back in Atlanta, you know, down down south, you know, because trying to get a new car and then you know the snow wasn't that great either. So you know, there's... how many how many snow apocalypses have we had as of late? It seems as though like this is like the the third or fourth that we had. It feels like it feels like we're up in Minnesota, not not down in ATL. I did some reading. They say Atlanta got more snow than DC this year. <laughs> what? That's <laughs> crazy. So I was like, what? That is so crazy. That is absolutely so crazy. Like. You know, it's and it's one of those things that you know when you think about it. I, I I see all the you know everything that goes on here, and the the whole idea of the you know people that don't necessarily know how to drive because we have so many transients that come down here from New York and from the up, up north and other place else. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I was you know I was on one of those tips where I kind of felt like maybe people that didn't know how to drive in ice you know I was about to say you know what especially if you got like New York or New Jersey plates or somewhere from up north I was just about to say I'm about to see if those messes is real but the difference is that snow down here turns into ice it's much more powdery up north so that's the that's one of the things about that but uh, but shout out to you know shout out to everybody thank you once again much once again you know for for tuning in for checking in you know we just uh, just uh, as always, you know, giving you that good stuff as we do, as we do every single week. One other thing I got to get off my chest, and this goes back to the national championship game. And I meant to talk about this two weeks ago. There were some people from state that we know on Georgia State Twitter, as you probably know, like, you know, I won't name names, David, but you know exactly who we are because we're both, you know, we follow Georgia State Twitter. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> but there were a few people that were kind of, remember when all that stuff was, you know, was happening, they were making a big deal about Georgia State, you know, putting out congratulatory tweets at UGA, and, you know, everybody was getting like, oh, wow, 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 wait wait a minute, like, why are you congratulating UGA? And And my whole thing was like, it's not a big deal. Some things are bigger and more important than recruiting and football and bowls. So take some chill pills, and you know who you are if you're in GSU Twitter. You know who you are. (laughs) <laughs> uh, speaking of GSU, you know, today's the Georgia Southern, Georgia State basketball. State, not Southern. Yeah. I've never, believe it or not, I've never been to a Georgia State, Georgia Southern basketball game. I've been, I did football, but never did basketball, so. Oh, yeah. I remember because I, I w- when I was at the Signal, I covered the um, I was in New Orleans covering the Sun Belt tournament that year, and it was the and the tournament game was ended up being Georgia State and Georgia Southern, and I remember it was tied to the end, and then R.J. Hunter hit those two clutch free throws, and then I think Southern had two chances they were going for the win, and and you know they were going for the win they both uh, they both bricked out of course, but the of course the celebration that was so crazy down in New Orleans, it was so crazy at the Lakefront Arena. You know, everybody going nuts and just the, the jubilation. And, of course, the jubilation was so was so much that that's how, you know, that's, you know, how Ron Hunter ended up, you know, I guess, you know, busting his, his knee or his leg up. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember was, that? Oh, yeah. That's, the, that's what happened. Xavier game? That, no, that was uh, no, that was the Southern game. That really? was the Sun Belt tournament game when he ended up uh, when he ended up uh, messing up his, I think it was his leg or his knee. Oh, I thought it was first round. <laughs> no, that was the that was the Sun Belt tournament game. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're going you're, you're going down. You school down south. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think 
Yeah, it's crazy that they've been owning them in football. I never thought I would see that. <laughs> <laughs> but the th- yeah, we we own them. We we're owning them now. All of a sudden in football, I mean, they're going through so many changes in football. You know, with everything you know that that, that was going on, like they want they fire their coach and everything like that. Like they're going through just so many changes. But uh, but yeah, you're the re- there, there's a reason why Statesboro. Shout out to my good buddy Will Cheney, by the way. <laughs> uh, there's a reason as to why you're the school down south. You're going down once again. You're going down once again. So you know, just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. Um, kind of a Kind of sad though that you know I wasn't uh, able to actually neither one of us you know was able to to be here you know for um, for Eric's last show before he ended up you know taking his talents to the Big Apple but <laughs> but shout out to shout out to Eric we love you as always all right um, so NBA All Star I mean this is one of those this is one of those things that every single year I do kind of get somewhat dare I say you know somewhat excited about. To a certain extent, you know, just because you know, just because it is the All Star Game, but but uh, but you know, what what do you what do you think of it this year? You know, with the you know with the selections and the and the draft and just the format that they're going with this year. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's, it's something different. Like the the All Star, in my opinion, started to become like the Pro Bowl, like how they needed to revamp it because it's just it's repetitive. Like uh, I remember, like. I think yeah, last year I had to start voting for the, the a non-obvious players so they can get some votes because it's just like the same people get in every year, and and now just you know with this past summer we have you know you had the player movement with you know Paul George, Paul Millsap, and Jimmy Butler going to the West and everybody's like, man the West is gonna kill the East in the All Star game and now they changed the format up to make it more competitive where you got like you know two captains and. You know, LeBron and Curry, and, you know, they'd be able to pick teammates no matter the conference. So, you know, now I won't be so lopsided. I mean, I wasn't really too worried about the fact that it'll be a blowout because, I mean, for one, it's just like, to me, it's like a glorified pickup game the first three quarters to the fourth quarter. Basically. And, you know, I thought that, you know, with Butler, Millsap, and, and George going to the east, I mean, going to the west, you know, you have opportunity to get some younger guys in there like, uh, you know, Porzingis and and uh, mm. shoot, I'm trying to think some. <laughs> like you know this, but yeah, like Porzingis and uh, you know Oladipo, you know the guys like that, you know be able to mm. you know have that opportunity to play. But it looks like they all have a good shot to make it regardless. But it'll be it's gonna be interesting. Like we'll be able to see some 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 matchups that we haven't seen before. Like you know we might see you know LeBron and KD on the same team. You know then we'll have to wait to. Right. The speculated, you know, LeBron to the Lakers in order to see that, or you might see the, you know, banana boat. You know, they might they might be on the same team and they go, yeah, they might run some plays because you know it's always, you know, it's always neat because I mean, past years you just it'll be it used to be cool like to see like I remember like the Pistons and the Celtics you had like four teammates all on the same team. Oh, it's right. Yeah, but like now it's different. You know, you kind of see you know like banana boat possibly could see that and. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I hate that they're not televising the draft on TV. I hate that! That's that's immediate ratings gold. Like, the just the, and it's kind of surprising that they're not televising it on TV because one of the things that the NBA has done, I believe, better than any other sport as of late is that they know how to build drama. It's like they absolutely know how to build drama, how to build interest, how to, you know, how to make storylines. Like, when all the Kyrie Irving and LeBron James stuff was going on 
going over the offseason. You know the NBA loved that. When there was the whole Steph Curry, not Steph Curry, but KD, Russell Westbrook stuff going on with Oklahoma, you know the NBA loved that because they love a good storyline. They know exactly how to connect to a sports fan. And how do you connect to a sports fan? It's kind of, you know, you have to, you know, build some, you know, build some drama. And the fact that they're not televising it, like, if it was televised, you know what? The, the, I feel like a lot of drama would be around if you have Tampton to LeBron and Curry. A lot of the drama would probably be, oh, wow, would they want to, would, would LeBron actually take that step and actually, like, draft Kyrie Irving to his team? Well, could we actually see, like, you know, KD and Russ on the, you know, on the same All-Star team? Because that was really one of the storylines with last year's All-Star game, the oh, fact yeah. that they were on the, that they were on the same team. And then Russ had that, you know, th then there was that, that alley-oop and everybody was like, oh, kumbaya, my yeah. lord, yeah. kumbaya, everything's good again. So it's like, you know, they, they, they really... It really drive up. That's that's such a disappointing move that they're not televising it, man. Yeah, Reggie Miller moved, ruined that moment. By the way, just, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what was it that Reggie Miller did when, when he did? I forgot. He started saying "kumbaya." I was like, "What?" By the way, I think it should probably just said that better than Reggie. By the way, yeah, Reggie. Just, <laughs> I was like. I like it's one of those situations. I know like uh, people here like they prefer to listen to nine two nine broadcasts of the Hawks games versus um, yeah. Nick and Bob. Right. Yeah, but you know, the, you know, country over those guys. Uh, you know, I wish it was an alternative for. <laughs> for the you mean game. an alter like an alternative like an alternative feed for the for the All Star game? Yeah, get some. I don't know. You know, get. I don't know, you got like some play, some ex-players or something like, you know, somebody commentate the game versus... Or maybe, you know, what? one of the things that they've been doing a lot is they've been doing on TNT and NBA TV is that they've been doing a lot of the players only. Do you think that perhaps maybe they should just go with the players only format for the All-Star game? Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, especially you get like some, like some All-Star players, former All-Star players that normally I do like, you know, like Kobe or Jordan or... Yeah. You know, Shaq, you know, that'd be, that'd be cool to hear, you know, this like, you know, something that's... Well, Jordan probably can't do it. I don't know. I don't know if Jordan could do it. He, he's, a, he's an owner. I don't know if he could necessarily do it. But they could def they could have, like, Kobe on commentary or, or Shaq on commentary and, and Magic because they're all, of course, former Lakers. So yeah. they could, you know, and the, and the game is in L.A. and Staples. So Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a huge miss on the ratings. I figured, you know, like, they, you know, ratings, you know, it, it would just – golden opportunities wasted, man. Because, like, you see, they got woes, you know, for – you know, for – you know, ESPN got woke, and you know, it's just like yeah, it's just that was a big get for them. Yeah, it's just like dang NBA. This hashtag woke bomb. Yeah, <laughs> exposure opportunity missed. I mean, I look, I look forward to like seeing it pop up on Twitter. Maybe woke will spoil. Maybe woke will spoil the you know the picks and stuff. That would be so woke for him to just spoil the pick. Sources tell me. So sources have told me that LeBron James plans to pick. Uh, plans to pick Russell Westbrook for his first pick. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be hilarious. I mean, definitely, I definitely will watch this year. I mean, I still think it'd be a glorified pickup game. Probably even worse now since they're gonna be picking buddies. But, right. But it'll be it'll be fun. I mean, it's, I remember watching. I think it was like was it two years ago and Paul George is about to break the All Star record and right and they started playing hard defense on him just. To oh, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing that happened. Every All Star game is like this. What they do for for those that you know for for every. For Every All-Star game, they do this. What happens is that for about three quarters, like you just said, Dave, it's basically a glorified pickup game. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, then all of a sudden they start playing like hard defense. Like, I really was – the thing is that the last couple of years, 
I was really watching the All-Star game. The only reason I was watching the All-Star game, or one of the only reasons other than the other than the halftime performances, is I was trying to see, like, if one of the teams, particularly at the West, because they're so stacked with talent, I was watching to see if one of the teams was going to go 200. I really feel like in the next few years, because if you thought that they weren't playing defense now, you know, back then, they're really not playing defense now. Like, I remember back in the day, I remember one time, I think it was, they had the All-Star game in 2005 in Denver when AI won MVP. It was 125-115. I think the East won that year. And but by that standards, that's playing defense, 125-115. Now we're talking about, you know, games that are going like 196, 184, 183, 172. Oh, yeah. and, and, and the thing is, it's not only 183, 172, but these aren't even games that are going into overtime. Like, I think the last time that you had an all-star game that went to overtime was was 06 in Houston. I could be wrong, but they're, they're definitely not playing any defense now. So. Yeah, it's just uh, – the coaches this year uh, have, they, have they announced it? Uh, uh, did they? I I, I don't know. I don't oh, know. No, they, I think they still. Or is it one of those things? I can't remember if it was like ongoing to February. Did they pick the coaches? Or? Uh, I I don't. I'm not so sure. I mean, at this point, like I said, because of the fact that it, you know it's a. Um, you know, it's a glorified pickup game. Coaches are almost. You know, coaches are almost irrelevant. Like you know what. What exactly, you know, what exactly is there to coach in a in an All Star game? I mean, it's not like like I said, it's just an exhibition. So really and truly, unless you just want to get like, um, you know, unless you just want to get like, you know, the the, you know, main guys in. I mean, it's really one of those things that's just irrelevant. I think I see uh, NBA All Star coaches. I think I see Brad Stevens. Uh, I think I see him there, but um, I could be wrong. But but. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's you know, it'll definitely be something. It'll definitely get, like you said, it'll get ratings. It gets lots of um, you know, it'll get lots of attention as far as you know, as far as that's concerned. Uh, like I said, I absolutely deplore the fact that they're not televising it because they need to build up that drama. And <laughs> but um, but you know, I, another thing I think that is that's so interesting is that, and I said this every year, I look forward really and truly when it comes to all the stuff involving All Star Weekend and everything. I look forward more to the three-point contest than I do the slam dunk contest because I just think that, you know, I just think that unless we're going to see something that we haven't really seen before, it's really something that I think is in, has been kind of played out. Like, I can look forward to the to the three points more than the slam dunk, to tell you the truth, as far as that's concerned. I mean, for me, I'm like, it just depends on who's in it for me. Like, past few years, it's just been kind of lackluster as far as the competitors. As like you know, like I know last year, Jalen Brown, he said, you know, he wanted to get some rest, even though he was a rookie. And then you know, Andrew Wiggins, it was asking him about getting the dunk contest, and he just like he is not going to do a dunk contest since he lost the dunk contest in high right. school. Right. And you know, LeBron, you know, he's never going to do it now. So right. would, that would have been nice. I mean, that would be nice to see that. It's like, a shame, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's never going to do it now because LeBron is. You know, LeBron, he don't have to do it. Like at this point, even though we want him to do it, he really doesn't have to do it at this point because his his career at this point, he's pretty much set. You know, he yeah. could retire today and they and he'll be in the Hall of Fame. So he. Really doesn't need to do it, even though everybody wants him to do it because you know all the previous big stars that did it. You know, Dominique did it. Uh, Michael Jordan, of course, he did it, but he really don't need to do it now. Yeah, athleticism was not like what it used to be either. So it's like, right. it's like dang, it would have been nice to see it. Like right before he went to Miami to see him do it one time, but you know, but you know, we got was it Aaron Gordon? And uh, mm. I mean, this year hopefully John Collins come out, uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, Aaron Gordon, yeah. Who else? Let me see. Dunk 
of dang, I'm just trying to try to remember all, all the guys out. <laughs> right. Who, who else is a good dunker? Because mm. I see uh, Blake. He he don't need to do it. Blake already Blake Griffin. Yeah, he already he already did it. Yeah, he, he already, already did it. Um, that was the year, of course, he was jumping over the Kia and everything, and he and really and truly that was just because he jumped over a Kia, and then all of a sudden, a couple seconds later, we find out that he has an endorsement deal with Kia because he's doing commercial. He was doing commercials for them. I'm trying to think like who else is like I, I hate because like it's like when I watch later on, I'll be like I'm like dang, I should have said his name. Like was like. Donovan Mitchell, is he a good dunker? I think I think so. I think so. The thing the thing though is that you get some of these dunkers. You get some of them that you think would be pretty good in terms of the dunk contest format, but really and truly you get some of these people that are just gamers. Like it's one thing to dunk in a game, it's another thing to actually like, you know, put on some sort of like, you know, show in the dunk contest because, you know, the format is just of course very 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 different. Yeah, like Westbrook, he's I don't know, he's a trick. You know, he's probably a good M game dunker. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know three point contest. You know, definitely like to definitely see a definitely wide range of candidates because a lot of people are shooting threes now. So mm. yeah, that'd be that'd be fun to watch. But yeah, hopefully dunk contest we have some names in there this year because yeah, you know I I haven't watched it in years. I think one year John Wall won. So really yeah, like, <laughs> John Wall never really looked at him like as a dunker, but right. And if he wins, I'm kind of like. He won in the past. I'm just like, oh, it's really, yeah, really telling how things exactly, are exactly. It tells how things are progressing. I'm looking right now. And it says that in addition to LeBron, it says uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, um, Demar Derozan, Kyrie Irving, and Joel Embiid were started were selected as starters in the Eastern Conference. And in the West, um, in addition to Curry, James Harden, KD. Uh, Anthony Davis and DeMarcus, Co- De- DeMarcus Cousins from the New Orleans Pelicans. Remember all that stuff that was going on with um, with Embiid? I think it was like they were making a big deal about, oh, if Joel Embiid got selected as a starter, to, got selected as an all-star, that he would get, get a date with Rihanna. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like that was that was so crazy. That was so crazy. But that, I think Embiid is going to be a big draw. I think Embiid is going to be a, a big draw. I think, you know, because of the way that Embiid, you know, is in terms of his, you know, his social media presence. Oh, look at this. Jeremy Big J in the building. Double J. Athens, doing? Clark County in the house. How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? Just trying to be good. Just trying to be good. <laughs> what we talking about? What we talking about? Oh, all-star, all-star gang. All-star starters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what you think of it? I think it got it right. Uh, you know, only person that really... You know, I felt like they didn't get what they deserved was uh, Porzingis. I felt like Porzingis deserved to be there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absol- I, I definitely think so. And I think that, you know, I think the NBA is one of those things. I think that they definitely wanted him to be at least in some way, shape, or form selected because Porzingis, that's New York. And, you know, you know these leagues, you know, they want to – anytime you get a star in New York, all of a sudden, you know, they're automatically going to be a superstar. Like I was just talking with somebody, you know, just the other day, and they're talking about – this the possibility that Kimball Walker could be traded, and somebody was like, "Oh, Knicks pick him up, baby!" And I was like, "The thing is, <laughs> Kimba automatically be a superstar if he was. You can't, you can't really be a superstar in Charlotte. No disrespect to Charlotte, love Charlotte, but you can't be a superstar in in in, in New York." Kemba Walker will be all over TV, all over all over radio, all over these endorsements. He'll just be all over the place. I don't know. That kind of makes sense for Kemba because he's from New York, so right. But I agree with you what you're saying about, you know, Charlotte. There's just some cities that you're just not going to 
That's not even necessarily true for Charlotte though, because they got Cam Newton. And he's you know he's known worldwide. That's football though. That's, that's football. That's, though. Football. that's football versus basketball. But I mean, I could argue that Cam Newton's probably the most recognizable football player in the country, probably. If you really just think about it, I mean, other than Tom Brady, one of the top five, sure. Yeah, but if I mean, it just depends on the player. They, yeah. The player has to has have a personality, and Kimball Walker is a good basketball player, but he's not he's not a star personality to start with. So. Mm. He's not going to attract that. But, you know, the same thing could have been said about Cleveland when LeBron went there. You right. Know, now Cleveland's the center of the basketball right now. So, But I kind of feel like, in a sense, the larger basketball meccas, like the New Yorks, the Bostons, the, the the L.A.s, the Chicago's, I feel like that kind of brings it out of you. Like, it's, I feel like that, you know, partly because there's so much media in all those cities. Yeah. Like, in Charlotte, there really is, there really is an art... There really is not that many media. Like there's yeah. one beat writer from the, you know, from the Observer, and maybe one beat writer from the Gazette, and then you know there's, you know, there's really not much. Maybe a couple of bloggers, but other than that, there's really not much in terms of you know who covers the Charlotte Hornets on a daily basis on a beat. In New York, you're dealing with you know like 10, 20 reporters on a regular basis. So I feel like New York, L.A., Boston, they, those type of cities kind of bring that personality. You know, you know, that kind of bring that personality out in a lot of players. Because a lot of them frequent New York anyway when they're in the offseason. Those cities also care a lot about basketball. So, like, New York, that's, you know, like you said, that's the mecca of basketball. It's where, yes. you know, they, they, they live, eat, sleep basketball up there. So, mm. you know, anybody who's above average is going to be. Right. They're going to grasp. They're grasping for somebody to root for. And they're grasping for somebody to be a superstar. So, I mean. Yeah. You know, Kimber Walker will be good there. I mean, that would be exciting to see. But, you know, they got Porzingis, and I feel like he should have been an all-star, a starter. I mean, I'm sure he'll be on their team. Oh, yeah, he'll be on the team, absolutely. But, yeah, he probably should have He probably should have been on the team as a, as a starter. We, me and David, before you came in, we, we were just talking about, you know, going over the starters. And the thing that kind of stuck out on me was the fact that Joel Embiid is a, is a starter for the East. I think, that that's, I think that that's huge because, you know, I feel like Embiid – is one of those players that really is kind of setting himself up in many ways to be a face of the NBA. You know, who knows how many championships he'll win and who knows if he'll actually stay healthy because that's been a big issue of his throughout the start of his career. But I feel like that given his social media presence and given how he is on social media, I feel like that, you know, they, they absolutely love that because they want to, they really want to build Embiid into the next big thing. And, you know, then there was all that stuff they were talking about. Oh, if, if Embiid became an all-star, he would get a date with Rihanna and all that stuff. Like, I don't really care about that type of, that, that type of deal. But I feel like that, you know, when they announced the starters, you know, and I saw Embiid's name, I was like, he, he this, this, this dude really deserved it because as we've seen, Duke and Hook. I mean, I don't know. I think we've jumped the gun on Embiid so many times. I think he's really just he, – his social media presence has hyped him up it more. It definitely helped him in the all-star vote for but sure. But his game, is, he really hasn't done anything. If you really think about it, he doesn't play every game. He has only played – this is his first season where he's been relatively relatively healthy. Mm. So, let's just – I just wish we slow down with Embiid. I, mean, I don't see him being the face of the NBA. He's he's a good big man, and he's probably mm. the best big man overall. If yeah. he if he's if he was healthy, he would be the big best big man right now. Period. But that's just like he's not taking a team to a championship. He's not he's, not at this stage of his career. I mean, but he's I mean that's what I'm saying. Big men don't get better as they get older. They peak earlier than small guys do because. Of, and right now, this really isn't the legs. NBA that is built for a big man to dominate. Like, if Embiid were coming up in, say, like, the 80s or the 90s, 
you know, or even the early 2000s around that time when the league was really built itself around big men, then maybe, maybe perhaps. But I feel like that in many ways, the NBA has changed so much as we talked about all the time. The NBA has changed so much where it's really, a, you know, it's really a guard-driven league in yeah. many ways. Uh, his skill set, he really, like he's not really a, how do I say it? He's not like a point center. You know? Yeah. It's just like if he, I mean, that's a position that you get to be creative. I mean, like you have, you know, you have like Durant, you know, he fills in that center and stuff sometimes. But like as far as like a, a legitimate big man that's a center size guy that actually brings the ball to the floor and runs the offense, I've yet to see that. But if he was to be able to gain that, you know, that skill set, I can see that happening. But, you know, he plays with Markel folks and, and Ben Simmons, so I don't see that happening. So. I mean, I think Ben Simmons will be Joel Embiid's kryptonite as far as being the face of the league because Ben Simmons has just as much potential to be the face of the NBA as Embiid does, in my opinion, just because mm. of what David said. He doesn't he doesn't dominate the ball, which is, mm. you know, not the way the game of basketball is supposed to be played, but that's what everybody wants to see. Now, if you think about the players who are the superstars right now, James Harden dominates the basketball. LeBron yeah. James dominates the basketball. Russ. Russell Westbrook. Dominates the basketball. So, Gian, even Giannis Antetokounmpo dominates the basketball. Yeah. So, to be a you know a face of the NBA, that's that would be saying that he would be the guy who had the ball in his hands over fifty percent of the time. And he's just not going to be that player. He's just going to be a really good big man, and then he's going to fizzle out when he gets thirty. That's just, he's an NFL running back to me. And another another one of those things that kind of stuck out to me as far as all the All Star stuff was that I know that I know that in Arizona there is a huge campaign to get you know to get Devin Booker in as a starter. There's a huge like there was a huge campaign because I think he was like behind in the overall in the overall votes. Yeah. And there was a huge campaign to try and you know to try and get him you know in as a starter. And I think that he. You know, I think it's one of those things, though. He's more known more so as a scorer, more so than anything else, really. So I think that, you know, if you wanted to get him in on his score numbers, then, yeah, you wanted to get him in as his score numbers. And he's probably going to get in eventually as a reserve, of course. But, but, you know, I I think it's one of those things where, you know, he just, you know, he's a good player. He's definitely a good player and one of the probably top 20 players in the league. But, um... But yeah, I think that you know, as far as the All Star game is concerned, I think that they definitely got. I think that they got it for the most part right with who they got for the yeah. for the starters. What I was just talking with David about the um about the overall format though, not just the you know not just the starters. What do you think of the of the format in terms of just how they're how they're doing it this year with the captains and everything? I like it. I mean, it's it's more of you know what a pickup game is supposed to be. You know, you have a guy that says, "Hey, I pick him. I pick him." That's pretty much. The feel I get from it, which is right. the feel you get of the game anyway. So I like I like the aspect is you know making it feel more like you know just a pickup game because that's all it really like a bag, is. like a like a street ball game. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really would just them play it like in like a park or something. That would be cool. Cause, <laughs> oh, like a, like just had the just had the all star game at Rucker Park. Yeah, or or even like in New York, you know, at that uh where do you play the U.S. Open? Oh, oh at the at the at the tennis. Yeah, at the tennis center. Yeah, that would be cool to see them play a you know a. All-Star game outside 
you know. I think. Oh, I didn't even think of that, but I, I definitely think they should do that. I definitely think. And, and if they're not gonna do that, they should definitely do that the next time. Like the next time that the All Star Game is in New York, I definitely think that they should do that. And I think next year's All Star Game is in Charlotte, I believe. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, because uh, they had the All Star. They were supposed to have the All Star Game a couple of years ago. They then all that stuff. It, then it was moved to New Orleans because of all that controversy in North Carolina over the bathroom bill. And now they got it in 2019. I think that they. They should definitely like like the celebrity game and the slam dunk contest. Like if if they if they have a chance to like do those types of events like outdoors, kind of like what the NHL does with the Winter Classic. Right. I think that'd be dope. Yeah. I think that'd be dope. They tried it a couple years ago where they played preseason games. I think outside. I can't remember what happened. I can't remember if it even went over well. But I I like the idea of it. I, I can't remember. I think it rained at night or something. It was really. I don't know. I can't That's remember what thing, happened. Though. You're but. Right. I've Letter. seen outside uh, college basketball games, and I and I really like those. Right. Like when they played on um, one of the uh, the U.S. Uh, military battleships. I can't remember which one it was. Was it like the like the Army Navy or something like that, or was it? No, uh, this was Michigan State and North Carolina. Oh, these were two big teams. Yeah, this was uh, this was maybe three years ago. Hmm. And they played on the on the deck of one of the ships, and that was yeah. really cool. So. I mean, if they could do things like that, because that just brings back, like, like New York, all those people grow up playing outside at Rucker Park, right. all these parks outside, street ball. So, I mean, I think that would be cool for the game, especially with them, you know, taking this format in the All-Star game, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, pay homage to the, you know, the street ballers. And, and and I know that um, Charlotte's supposed to have the All-Star game in 2019. I think Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Chicago 2020. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chicago in in, in uh, 2020. So I think that uh, you know that's definitely something to definitely you know do in terms of you know just you know broadening the you know broadening the appeal and you know making it even more of an event because you know it, it's 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 all it's already an event. It's already an event because you know celebrities are you know be coming all over the place you know from you know from all over the place you know to you know this year to go to Los Angeles and everything like it's already an event. Like I remember um. And I, and I think they also announced the halftime performer. Was it Pharrell? Yeah, Pharrell and Nerd. Yep. Mm-hmm. They they announced that Pharrell's the halftime performer. Which, by the way, I gotta um I gotta commend the NBA though for you know for booking Pharrell because the NHL got Kid Rock. <laughs> who? The NHL. Who? <laughs> Don't really? be disrespectful to Kid Rock, man. What? He was a legend <laughs> at one point. At, at, he was like a legend for like five seconds. Yeah. And then he and then he kind of like you know and then he fell off and then he tried to you know he tried to you know get his name back up there by doing a duet with Cheryl Crow and then you know he started you know getting a, a little a little bit politically dare we say not so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so he um so 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 yeah thumbs down to the NHL Kid Rock, but but thumbs up to the NBA they got you know Pharrell. The official so- official song I think was "Stir Fry" for the All Star Game by, by Migos. Oh, so wow. yeah, so has, has has the NBA All Star Game become you know too much of an event? Like it's it's to the point where it's not even about the game anymore. It's not even about basketball. It's just it's basically hip hop and sports meeting each other in a place and they're. But the thing is, I think that that's good. I think that in many ways, because I feel like that in many ways. Hip hop music is really the hit is really the music of sports. Like I, I can understand, you know, perhaps you know it's become bigger than the than the game. But like I said, the game is really an exhibition, and I think that's a credit to the NBA because they do something. 
that perhaps only the NFL does so good is that they turn the game into an event. They turn it into something that people want to come from all over the country and all over the world to go. Like people from all over the world and all over the country are going to be converging in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl. The same thing with the All-Star game. And the thing about it is that this is really the only chance where you really be able to, because you can't do this, of course, for the NBA Finals, yeah. but you can do this for the All-Star game. So I feel like that They've done everything they could and possibly could do more to turn it into an event, kind of like what the NBA, you know, what the NFL does with the Super Bowl. Baseball does not do anything for the all for its all-star game, regardless of where it is. They've it tried. could be in Wrigley Field or Yankee Stadium, and baseball don't do jack. Isn't it an incentive to win a game, like a certain conference? Yeah, they're uh, the winner of the uh, all-star game. And baseball gets home field advantage in the World Series. So. I think they d – didn't they get rid of that, though? I think, I think they I may think, have got rid of it. I think they did. I think they did. I hadn't – I'm glad they got rid of it, though. I absolutely – for, for – for, I hate all-star games. I, I absolutely hate them. Like, I've never liked the NFL all-star, Pro Bowl. I've never the liked – The Pro Bowl is a sif. MLB all-star game. I hate – I hate NBA uh, all-star weekend. NBA other, has other the best – Other than the dunk contest. NBA has the best all-star weekend of anybody, in my opinion, because it's it, it's supposed to be entertainment. It's an exhibition, and yeah, it may be a glorified pickup game, but I feel like that's part of the of the mystique and the, and the appeal, especially to our generation, of the all-star game. We want to – let's be honest. Most – of our generation, millennials, we want to see gaudy stats. Uh -huh. We want to see 175 versus 165. We don't want to. We don't want to see defense. I mean, not that, the All Star that, game. That's true, but I don't want to watch guys make layups for two hours either. I mean, they're not just making layups. I mean, they're throwing alley oops. Mm. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 really boring into the fourth quarter. I mean, just being yeah. honest, like honestly, the the whole weekend is boring. Even the dunk contest is taking a step back. Like I don't. I don't know what they're trying to do with the dunk contest. Every year is a different format. Right. Just just get just get some good players out there and allow them to dunk. It's nothing unlike what they do in the layup line anyway. I mean, I, I think that you're right about the dunk contest. We were just talking about that before we came in. We were right about the – you're right about the dunk contest. I was just saying just a couple of minutes ago that I look forward more to the three-point contest more so than I look forward to the dunk contest because, number one, it actually showcases – you know, players that are actually doing, you know, yeah. the best at what their, you know, at what their primary forte of their games are, like shooting three-pointers. Like, I like the three-point contest because there's an element of competition, you know, in it, of course, whereas in the dunk contest, it seems though everybody's just trying to throw down. And really, number one, the stars don't want to participate anymore in the dunk contest. And number two, it's one of those things I feel like we've already seen everything possibly be done in the dunk contest. Yeah. Now it's just getting ridiculous. Like, you got people bringing their mamas out the crowd to dunk on their mamas. I'm like, why are you doing all this? <laughs> mama! <laughs> mama, come here. Come here. Come sit in the chair, mama. I'm going to jump over you. Thank you, mama. I appreciate you for giving me to the NBA. I don't to see all that, man. Just, you got people just, jumping over cars and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, just, just dunk, man. Like Blake, like Blake Griffin did that one time when he, when he dunked over the Kia, like... Yeah, I mean, has but then isn't that a representation of where the game's going? Like, you know, the three point shot is now more of a you know something everyone has to do instead of, you know, everybody can dunk now. Like that's not nothing. That's not anything special anymore. Yeah, is is that just where the like is just the mindset of you know the modern fan is that. You know, we like seeing three point shooting now because that's what everyone does now. I think Steph has a, Steph like has it. a lot to do with that. Yeah, it looks good. And seeing now, just uh, from a career standpoint, like the bigs extend their careers. So, and I know like rebounding was 
Yeah. That was the big thing for a while. Yeah, re- yeah rebounding. It's like, get a rebound. And he's like, get a rebound. <laughs> now, it's like, you know, I'm seeing now coaches like Popovich and Steve Clifford, you know, they're deprioritizing offensive rebound. And they're saying, like, transition defense now is a bigger thing now. And and that's, that's interesting because, like, growing up, you know, that was a whole different thing. Like, you got to have that big man in the middle, get the rebound, some block shots. Now they're like, oh, we don't need him no more. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's – it's kind of where the game is. Like, I mean, I would rather, you know, allow them to get the rebound and run down and score two points on me. So, and now nowadays teams won't just transition. Isn't just okay. I'm going in for a layup. Transition is, oh, we get back to the other end. We can shoot threes on you now. So, right. that that hurts more than you not getting the rebound, which is something that you're not going to do very often anyway. Offensive rebounds rarely happen. So. Yeah, and I think, and I think it is as we've all seen. It definitely has an effect on you know. It definitely has an effect on offenses. Like if I'm in transition and I got the ball, I'm just going in for the layup. I'm just going in for the two points. But you're right. You know, a lot of lot of uh, way, the way that a lot of these offenses are run, they are going for the they are going for the threes because, like you said, because of the fact that the game is becoming more guard driven, mm-hmm. it is one of those issues where more teams are trying to incorporate more of the three point shot into their you know into their overall game. Like you. You know, yeah, getting, uh, getting three-pointers is, is a big thing. I say analytics support it, too. It's saying, like, a three-point shot's better than mid-range. Yeah. I mean, if you're taking a three-point shot, you get an extra point, and you're only moving about five to ten feet outward. Instead of taking a mid-range shot, that's only going to get you two points. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'd rather have a layup or a three. I'm not taking a mid-range shot. I mean, that's it sucks because that's, that's a big part of the NBA game. That's – what kind of separating the NBA from college, you know, mm. before. That's why we're starting to see a lot of these guys that, you know, may not have worked out in in uh, from in the pros translate to college now because there's yeah. no mid-range anymore. That's where a lot of the college kids struggled was the mid-range because yeah. that's their three-point line pretty much. So. Right. Right. So, you know, it's a it's a lot. I mean, it really is. It really is a lot. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, you know, how, you know, how everything goes. I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if we're going to have a team this year go for 200 points, because I thought it was going to happen last year. I thought it was going to happen the year prior too. but I think if not this year. You know, if they don't do anything about this whole not playing defense deal, I definitely think think that we're gonna see a possibility of you know one of the one of these teams in the future possibly you know possibly get uh, 200 points. Like I think that a lot of people are probably gonna think, okay, 200 points for one team in an All Star game. That's probably when this whole thing may very well jump the shark a little bit. Like I said, I th- I still think that the All Star game is the best All Star game in in all of sports. You know, in, in baseball, I look forward more or less to the home run derby more so than I look forward to the the all-star game in that sport. Um, you know, football, I think they used to have, like, like skills competitions in football yeah, when they still, had the Pro Bowl. Yeah, still got it. Oh, they still have it? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, it, so it, they it, still it got finally, those. They, had, they finally got in the, in the main states now, you know, right. Orlando, so... I was at the Pro Bowl last year. It was like it was, it was like a Cowboys home game, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was pretty packed. You know, they're really trying to make it like the NBA All Star. Like they having parties down there, and you know, it's people actually making the trip down there. I'm curious to see if they'll actually let it travel. You know, outside of outside of Orlando, but you know, that'd be that'd be interesting. 
But there's only so much really and truly that they can do with the Pro Bowl because it's the Pro Bowl, and yeah. then it's around the same time as the Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah. there's really only so much and that then they can do. And with then it. it's football. Right. Guys can get hurt and not be able to play the next season. Exactly. I mean, they're playing for free. So it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot different than playing basketball. You play Tell basketball all it. the time and just be cool about it. Baseball, same way. But football, you put them pass on your life on the line. So yeah, I'm surprised there's not like a resistance to play the All Star through happened with. Paul George, you know, yeah, Olympics yeah. Or, I, I really sense that it got a little even even more lackadaisical when he got injured. You know, even though it wasn't an All Star game in which he got hurt, it was just you know just the fact playing for free. Because because I know they changed the scheduling this year. You know, they pushed the trade deadline up, and you know they got the All Star game up. You know, it's, it's like um, so now it's just I know because I remember. You know, players used to complain about not getting enough rest around All Stars. So yeah. now they, now they get their like a week off or so. So it's, it's it's uh it's interesting. I mean, I just I'm really surprised by get because I would figure like you know they would call you know they'll get selected probably get like a contract incentive you know like you get selected All Star, get a bonus, and then you just drop out and let somebody else fill in you know. Yeah. But, they really want to play these pickup games, and now I guess now they, uh, with the whole team system stuff, they probably like you know, I'm gonna pick you, and I be I'm gonna, I'm get me I'll get my votes up so I can be captain, and I'll pick you and <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, back to what you were saying about you know who has good All Star events. My favorite All Star event is NASCARs. If oh. you, if you guys get a chance, check out NASCARs All Star Weekend. Uh, when is it? It's ooh. it's in the, is it in the in the middle of the season? They it's, have it at Charlotte like, Motor Speedway in yeah, Concord. It's like the tour. It's like week eleven or twelve. It's May, May. It's in May. It's definitely in May. But they'll have a uh, you know they'll have a pit crew challenge. You know where all the pit crews come out, change tires, and you know yeah. see who's the fastest in that. Mm-hmm. Then their qualifying is different. They'll run a, a qualifying lap around the track, come yeah. in and incorporate a pit stop in that, which is something that they don't do all year. But it's Technically, how they race. Then they have a, a small race with all the drivers who have not won a race. Mm-hmm. So they'll race their way into the big race. Yeah. And then it's just they just throw cars on the track and a million dollars on the line. I mean, I was just about to say that's the race where they where they're racing for a million. dollars. They're racing for something, right? Oh, wow. That's that that actually counts. Like, okay, uh-huh. if you're not racing for points, you're not racing for you know, you still like there's prestige in winning that race. That's made yeah. some drivers' career. True. And there's a lot of money on the line. That's mm-hmm. literally what you drive race cars for. It's for the money. So right. that's 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 the most exciting all star to me yeah, is NASCAR. I think I, that they should I'll come up with out. a way to move it. Say that again. I think that they should eventually come up with a way to possibly move, you know, like like what they're doing with the with the NFL draft nowadays. I feel like that they should come up with a way to potentially move the the NASCAR All Star race to like different events because it's always been in Charlotte. That's I mean, the hub of NASCAR. Yeah, like that's. I mean, it's, it really makes sense because that that was True. that was an off week, so drivers would just like be at home. They're like, hey, let's just go over here and race this race. You know, that was just kind of like a, you know, we 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 off anyway, so let's. You know, have a little bit of fun while we're at home. Right. So, because then the next week you got the big race and right. the Coke 600 right, right. in Charlotte, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would be cool, you know, to see it in Daytona, but Daytona already has an all-star event that kind of opens the year. Yeah. So then. Talladega. Talladega would be a cool place to have it. I would like to see them race there under the lights, you know. Oh, for, yeah. In, in the all-star race. That would be cool to see. But, right. You know, it would be a lot to try to move it around, you know, but. 
Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's exciting. So y'all check that one out. Talladega just so happens to be in the state of Alabama. There are lots of New Orleans Saints fans in the state of Alabama that <laughs> probably are still salty about what happened last week. Well, they shouldn't. Have, they shouldn't have been picking on us. <laughs> yeah, all the all the memes. Get. That's what y'all get. Twenty-eight three. Okay. <laughs> at least we didn't get. At least we didn't get beat on the last second. Oh wow, Steph! They're about to. They're they're just gonna erect a statue of Stephon Diggs and Case Keenum outside U.S. Mm-hmm. Bank Stadium for that mess. Yep. Like all the memes all over Twitter and Instagram, 14, 14 to thirteen or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ten seconds to go. Yeah, they. they it couldn't happen to a better fan base. It I couldn't happen to a better fan base. <laughs> what you think of that, David? I was I was I was actually rooting for the Saints. You know. You was what? I got I got. Good friend to work with the Saints, so I was I was rooting for him and yeah. Man, man. Yeah, so I was just uh, I, I was hoping they was gonna pull it out. Like. The Saints fans were throwing that in ATL's face mm-hmm. that twenty eight to three bit all twenty seventeen. Well, yeah, nobody remembers us now. Everybody talking about them. Everybody's talking about them blowing another final play to Case Keenum. Yep. Where did this guy come from? He went to Houston, right? He yeah, was in Houston. Yeah, he went to Houston and broke all kinds of records. He was in Houston, so he was in Houston and everybody thought he was done. The air raid offense, right? Yeah, yeah, he ran the air raid. Yeah, I remember I remember past couple of years, there was like, oh, you know, um, air raid quarterbacks don't translate to NFL because I think Washington had one. Didn't Washington have uh, Colt Brennan? No, Colt Brennan played for uh, Hawaii. Didn't they run air raid too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, uh, yeah, it was like, like, he's not going to do good. And I was just like, oh, Casey Keenum. I was like, because uh, I, rem- I remember, like, oh, man, he's another air raid guy. You know, because you had a, uh, dang, what was Crabtree's quarterback name in college? I can't think of his name. Oh, Garrett Graham. Yeah, I thought he would have been good, too. Cause he, he looked good slinging the ball, too. And yeah. I was like, I was like dang. The thing they didn't account for with Case Keenum is that he's athletic. The, I mean, in, in high school, he ran for, like, like he had, like, 2,000 yards rushing in high school on <laughs> top of, like, 7,000 yards passing. So, wow. It wasn't like he was just a uh, Grant uh, – what, what's, what's the guy's name from Texas Tech that I just said? Grant Harrell. Yeah. He was a stick. He would just stand in the pocket and throw the ball. He was stiff. Case Keenum's not that guy. 